Hi, this is Mizey. And this is Sean. And this is our Rude Awakening. Hey, friend. Hi. Oh, Christmas bell? You know what that means? Are we feeling festive already? No, but it is December. (laughs) It is the holiday season, specifically Christmas time. Yes, it is. A time of joy and laughter and family and friends Sean. and stress and Oh Sean, Sean. Uh, sorry, Hold girl. Did I'm, you, getting did you ready know? For, I'm getting ready for the holiday preparations and it's it's I'm in the stress phase. It's my favorite time of year, but I'm in the stress phase. And I know everybody's not feeling the jingle bell spirit, so to speak. As you mentioned, there's a lot to stress about. And for many people, it's unfortunately not the most wonderful time of the year. Um, And that's something that I think it's important to note when we get into the holiday season, when you see all the commercials and everything with family and friends getting together, that not everybody feels that way. Right. And it can be important to understand that when dealing with friends, family members, colleagues, specifically with family members, you all may be sharing some of the same feelings, especially if your sadness around holidays or your stress around holidays is related to loss, but everybody Mm -hmm. processes things differently. So you just have to meet people where they are and, and you can expect people to meet you where you are too, if you set appropriate boundaries and, and the like. So, Sean, you had mentioned to me before something called the three C's of grieving at the holidays. What was that about? So I was looking when we when we decided to talk about this topic, I was doing some digging about ways to deal with grief at the holidays. It's something that I was glad you suggested because it hits home personally for me and my husband this year. We've had some loss in the family. And we'll be approaching the holidays for the first time without certain loved ones. And Mm -hmm. so this was a good topic for me to dive down into and get some some information and some coping mechanisms. And the three C's is one of the first things that came up. So the first one is choice. So choosing your actions. We have to remind ourselves that we have choice around big holiday things like the family meal, religious services, traveling, even some of the more mundane things like shopping or sending out holiday cards or decorating your house. We have choices around all of that. We don't have to feel a sense of obligation to do them because it's something we've always done unless that force of habit makes you feel better. And really that that's the point, right? Is to ask yourself why you're doing it. Are you doing it out of obligation or habit? Are you doing it out of tradition? And can you make new choices, new traditions? Because your choices can change from year to year. Right. I I definitely could see that you having that choice Mm -hmm. can help you prevent adding stress to your life because you're already dealing with things. And if you feel obligated to like send out the cards, you mentioned go to the family meal. I can understand that obligation, especially with family, 
But if that's causing you undue stress or you know that if you go, it will be harder on you and in turn harder on other people, that's something to think about. You need to do practice some self-care with that. And like you said, perhaps it's something that you like to do or might bring back memories of that person. If it's not painful or stressful for you, then that might be something to continue to do and perhaps invite other people to do it with you. But it's it's definitely realizing and feeling emboldened by the fact that you have a choice to do it or not do it. And that's part of your self-care during the holiday season. Right. So what's the other C? So the next C is communication. So communicating your choices once you make them. That can be one of the more difficult of the C's. Yeah. Because you're going to have to talk to family, friends, colleagues, whoever, about your decision to make a different choice this mm-hmm. year because of your grief. And people can sometimes buck up, buck up against that. It's if you've always come to the Christmas dinner, it's you're going to get the pushback. Mm-hmm. We're, what are we going to do without you? Who's going to make the mac and cheese? Don't miss out. You're just going to be sadder being around people. Yeah, they'll be worried about better. you. They'll be, they'll worried, be worried about, about you. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes even angry because they may not be processing it in the same way that you are. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to get out in front of it early Communicate your choices. Know that it's okay if those close to you would have made a different choice in how they grieve, but say that you've made your own choice and you're asking them to respect it. Most people will, but don't give them a choice. It's right. And I could see how, in theory, that sounds somewhat easy versus in practice, but I think think, and again, I, I know I keep saying this, but like you said, it can be difficult, but to make sure that you communicate as early as possible. And sometimes you might have to take a little bit of extra care and explain, I'm not feeling it this year, or I'd like to spend some alone time because sometimes your loved ones will be worried about you. And it's like, just come mm-hmm. out, you'll feel better. And if you mention or if they can understand that everybody does grieve differently, or I'm just going to stay home, I'd like to stay home, this is what I want to do, or I'd like to go to the movies by myself, I want to try to do something different. I do believe that people will respect that. And if they don't, that's more their problem at the end of the day than it is yours. If you mm-hmm. could try to communicate and not ghost people, because then that makes it even worse. And I, I speak of that from people that I've known mm-hmm. and people have been worried. It's like, Hey, I'm coming. And then they don't, and no one knows where you are. Right. Try to not do that. If you can communicate it and they're going to have to deal with it. It's it's not your problem at the end of the day. If you can try to explain to them, just do, maybe it's doing a little bit extra, but I think that can hit off a lot of additional questions. And again, a lot more stress. And that's what we want to try to mitigate during this holiday season. Cause if you're already dealing with things, mm-hmm. you don't need that added stress in terms of what am I going to say to my family? What am I going to say to my friends and what are they going to think about it? Right. Just be clear and communicate with them. Right. Absolutely. And then the final C is compromise. So finding oh, yeah. suitable compromises where it's necessary. You know, you may 
not be able to back out on some of your obligations without making life incredibly difficult for others, which for me, I always say, try to put your own emotions first, because it's just like what you always hear to not to be cheesy, but on the airplane announcements, you have to help yourself before you can help others. Oh, definitely. Sort of thing. And so I always am a big fan of looking out for number one, before you try to compromise. So somebody else's feelings won't get hurt. But I will say there are areas that we can easily acknowledge that you might not be able to gracefully back out of. And for those, I think finding a good compromise, setting some boundaries, like I will come to the holiday dinner, but I'm only going to stay for an hour or so. Or I will come and participate in the gift exchange with the family, but I'm not going to stay for the dinner. It's just too painful. Mm -hmm. Or I am going to back out altogether, but I will make a date to see you in the new year. It is important to realize that we are interconnected. And I agree with you, but I also know how caring you are. And if it was a loved one, a parent or something like that, who wasn't going to come for the holidays when they always do, you're going to be worried about it. So again, I keep going back to stress. If you know, sometimes it's going to stress out a loved one. That's where that compromise comes from. But also, Sean is talking about communicating where it's, I'm not going to come to this, but we can meet up again later, or this is what I want to do. I feel very settled and I'm satisfied with staying at home or doing something different this year. I hope you can understand and we could do something later. I'm just going to the dinner or I'll just be there for opening the presents. And then I want to to go home and go for a walk or something like that or go to sleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just need, or I just need some time by myself. It's Mm -hmm. one of those things where you have to, unfortunately, I won't say you have to, but it's hard not to consider your loved ones who especially have experienced the loss of the same loved one. Mm -hmm. And like you said, everybody does grieve differently. So trying to make sure that we can respect that and how other people might deal with their grief, I think is going to be important this holiday season. So this brings us to the second part. If you want to do something different or you're not feeling like being around other people, what are other things that you can do? So you can do a few little activities or take a couple of steps that will make the season feel less heavy if you are going to spend the time. And that is some examples of that are focusing on the kids in your life because kids are so often disconnected from grief and tied into joy around this time of year. And so uh, focusing on your nieces and nephews or on your own kids and trying to make that more your focus instead of dwelling on the loss that you experienced. Of course, if your loss is a child, that is not a good strategy. So it's just finding really what works for you. But some of the other things were planning activities to keep yourself occupied. If you choose not to go, maybe taking yourself on a staycation or going away for a little bit on an actual vacation. Pampering. 
Yeah, do some pampering, go to a spa, go uh, on a meditation retreat, what, whatever you can find, go, go shopping. It could be any little thing, go for more walks, like you said before. Volunteering, I find, is always a good mood lifter. Mm-hmm. In my personal experience, and and that was actually one of the tips that I found in the research as well. So giving to the less fortunate or even helping out friends and family who are struggling, giving is a good thing to lift your mood. And right. even if friends and family who aren't struggling, just the act of gifting and finding that perfect thing for someone is a really good way to lift your mood, but acknowledging that you may not have the energy to put into what is the perfect gift for everybody, you know, skipping out on the shopping, sometimes giving back to others that you don't know can be a good, a good remedy. Another good one was honoring the people that you've lost. And so coming up with a tradition to honor those who have passed is another good way to stave off some of the sadness that comes with the season if you're going through grieving a loss. And then really just doing something other than your normal traditions, like maybe gathering your family and saying, hey, let's not have Christmas at grandma's house this year like we always do. Let's instead get together, go rent an Airbnb somewhere and have a totally untraditional Christmas Mm -hmm. or skip it all together. That that was also one of the suggestions like let's we're sad this year. Let's just skip it and start again next year. Let's start with a clean slate in a year or so where we've all had some time to process depending on how fresh the loss may be. The important thing is really that you're only doing what feels right for you and and whatever helps you have the most comfort during a really rough time. I think it's about honesty, being honest with yourself and honest with those around you in terms of how you're feeling and you had mentioned different ways to honor or acknowledge a person. I think that that's a great idea. I know of some people who do a balloon launch, and sometimes that can lift your spirits a little bit because at that point in time, you're looking up to the sky, you're thinking about that person, and generally you're thinking happier thoughts. Not always, but I do believe that Sometimes those launches are a way to sort of release some of the feelings that you're having. And you can sometimes write a little something, a note, and put it on the balloon Mm -hmm. and let it go. I do have a friend, and I thought this was a great idea. They have their own Christmas tree, a regular traditional Christmas tree, and they also have a memory tree. And this was for her sister-in-law in particular, but they have pictures of her. And it's still decorated, but when you come over, you see it and it's a, it's honoring this person and it's a still a joyful time. Their, their place is still lit up and decorated, but you see this person in these pictures and you see the life and you see how they've impacted uh-huh. this family. And I know it means something to them to do that to show that care and put it together. But as someone who's just walking by and, or just visiting, it also gives you that pause and acknowledgement of this life and, and how it, how it mattered and how it still matters to people. And 
sometimes we need to focus on what we have versus what we don't have anymore. And that's mm-hmm. easier said than done. But I think that when you can eventually get to that place and President Biden says that a lot in terms of the loss in his life, what uh, I believe it's when, it, when more times it brings uh, a smile to your face than a tear to your eye. That's something that lots of people want, that point that lots of people want to get to. And I think it's up and down you're going to have that sadness. And then you're going to have those times when you remember the person and just to experience it, don't fight it. But there are some things that you can do if you feel like it. And sometimes as a family to acknowledge the person that's missing and and to let it out. Lots of times grief is personal, but sometimes it's helpful. If you can do it in a group setting with other people who are, also experiencing grief and you can help one another because like you said, it manifests itself differently for a lot of people. And I think the next question is if we have someone in our life that we know has lost someone either recently or usually feels down and during the holidays, what can we do to help them out? So I think one of the best things we can do in any situation is just to be there to listen. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people grieving don't necessarily want advice. They don't want you to tell them that it's going to be okay and they're going to get past it and it's going to feel better because it's not really going to ever feel better speaking through my own grief. It's just going to feel different mm-hmm. over time, maybe not as strong, not as pressing, but I think being there to listen is always a great thing. I think if you can do things to take people out of their comfort zone a little bit, try to show you're still there if they want to do something, if they want to get together and do something not holiday-ish, I think that's also a good option. What do you think? What are some strategies that you would use to help a grieving friend? Well, sometimes to your point, there some people don't want to stay at home because they feel like they're alone with their thoughts and they want a little bit of a distraction. So I agree with you in terms of listening, taking them out, if that seems like something that they're open to. And it really is as easy as, Hey, are you, how do you feel? Do you want to go out? What about us having dinner and see what they say? But one thing I have read about and heard about is after someone has passed, those feelings haven't passed. And this is what we've been talking about. So it's important during the holiday season, especially just ask people how they're doing, how everything is going, no matter what time that person, that loved one has passed, because generally in December, And then January, January, we're looking forward to the new year, new beginnings. December is Christmas time and the holiday season, Hanukkah. Then we've just finished Thanksgiving. It's always a time about family and friends and fellowship. So during this whole period, you never know what someone's going through. So ask them how they're doing, if they need anything, or sometimes you'll be surprised. They'll open up. Oh, it's been tough or we're going to therapy, we're doing this, or I'm okay. 
and just let them know that you're there for them if they did anything. And for me, it usually ends with a joke. Know your audience, but it's just one of those things. I'll come over, I'll sleep over, you know, something like that. Whatever you need, let them know that you're there for them. And if you're going to say that, meet it. Right, exactly. Make sure you don't make empty promises because that can have a more detrimental effect mm-hmm. than it would in a normal circumstance of flaking out. Right. And if you feel like it, give them a card. And sometimes I feel that, and Sean, you can tell me what you think. You don't want to remind somebody of something sad, but I'm sure nine times out of 10, they're already thinking about it. (laughs) So giving them something in terms of, hey, I'm thinking about you or a card that says, I know the holidays are are hard. I, I think that And again, your mileage may vary, but I I do think acknowledging that, that they may be going through something or or that you know that there's someone missing in their holiday, but holiday season, but you know that you're there and it's still a wonderful time of the year. There's so much to be happy about. You know, your friends, you know how they are. And if you don't, or if you're not sure how to tread, which I've been there again, just ask them how they're doing see if they need anything, if they want to go out or what their plans are. It's an easy thing. Hey, what are your plans? And you can sort of get a feel once they're talking about that, how they're feeling. Right. And it doesn't have to be monumental. We don't have to get fancy and go out, out. Mm -hmm. And if people know me at all, they know that when I mean fancy, I just repeat the word. Out, (laughs) out. I go out, out. That's a very technical term. (laughs) But you could just go for meet up for a walk. Yeah. If it's too yeah. cold in your area, meet up for a coffee. Yeah. It's just something to show that you're there and willing to lighten their load for a little bit yeah. during what's likely a really tough season where they're withdrawing from everybody. It's about connection. And that being said, add on top of that sad or seasonal affective disorder, which affects so many other people who aren't dealing with grief, make sure during this holiday season, let's try to make it at least a wonderful time of the year, if not the most, but to make this holiday season with our friends and with our family something that is the least stressful and more joyful. Remember about the connections that we have with each other and focus on that. It's not about the money. It's not about buying things, but It's about the people in our lives and honoring those who are no longer there. And even even at this time of year, for those who aren't necessarily mourning, those that aren't here anymore, there is a level of loneliness that can come with this season and a feeling of social isolation. Even if you feel it because everybody seems super festive and you may not be feeling that way or you may not be able to be around family and friends because you've changed locations and you can't afford to get back to them this year. So just sometimes the reaching out or the agreeing to go out when someone asks is just as good for you as it is for them. And, And it's important. Community is important and cleaving to each other is important. It can bring you an unexpected sense of of happiness or at least shave the coldness off the loneliness. Well said, well said, friend. So on behalf of me and you. Yes. 
hope everyone has a wonderful holiday, or at least a memorable holiday, a happy holiday season. And we'll be thinking of you and hoping and praying for the best for all of you. Yes, here, here. I couldn't have said it better myself. And remember, we're always here. If you would like to connect, you can reach us in the comments and you might find a sense of community among other people feeling the same sense of loneliness. Don't be afraid to use technology to reach out. You can find us on Instagram at Root Awakening Pod or on X at Our Root Pod. And you can find us online at OurRootAwakening.com. So I will talk to you later and I'm looking forward to, okay, I'm not going to come and see you because you live in another state, but one day I am going to, but I know I'll be talking to you soon. Yes. All the time. Yes. Even, even sometimes <laughs> in our heads. So that's very true. Take care, friend. Love you. Love you too. Bye.